0: You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls getting their first win over the Philadelphia 76ers when Joel Embiid plays. We're going to talk about that, the double overtime game, the excitement right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, we got the dub, man. We got the dub. This was a heartfelt win. The Bulls faced some adversity. Um, and even though it was a game where both teams really shot the ball like crap, uh, the Bulls took some punches in this game, punched right back. They were able to stay in this game. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said. Even if the Bulls would have lost this game, the fact that they pushed the number two overall team in the Eastern Conference to double overtime, there would have been a lot of positives to take from that. But we're sitting here talking about the Bulls getting a dub. Pat, how you feeling?
1: Um, listen, I haven't said this much this year because at a certain point, right, it just stopped being true because they were going to lose to a sub 500 team right after. That was a big win. And that was an impressive win. That was a wire to wire Dogfight. First half, right, to me, was just a defensive juggernaut show. It wasn't mm. a ton of, like, wide-open shots. It literally was like tough zone versus tough zone. Zach Levine couldn't find an easy shot. They were doubling Joel Embiid excellently. I love I love the defensive game plan, and it's literally to just say, now listen, Joel Embiid got himself going, but I love the defensive game plan literally to just say, okay, we're just going to run this double to Joel, get the ball out of his hands, and see if Harden can beat us. He can't. Apparently, James Harden's kryptonite is Chicago. Um, or just any. You know team. what? He
0: probably went to no oh no, he's not, we're not in Chicago. He's definitely going to Portillos when he's in town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's on his way there just thinking like I need a beef to make myself feel better. <laughs> but uh but no man, I, I thought that this was a very, very complete game by the Chicago Bulls. I thought that from the coaching to the on play to the on play to the play on court. Uh, to the mentality, right? Like, there were moments in that game, and I think there's been a ton of these moments over the past couple of games, right, where we're sitting here and we're like, that's the one. That's the mm-hmm. one. that That's the backbreaker. That Yep, we're not fighting back from that. And the Bulls are like, nah, bro, we still got something left in us. And I love, here's the one thing that I do love, and I have to give credit. Credit is due. We've talked about Pat Bale a ton in this game, right? I love the block by DJJ at the end. All of that. That is such a key moment. That is guys being ready. But I love that we're seeing leadership. DJJ yeah. is ready in that moment because the Chicago Bulls, right? Like, not to say it's on Pat Bibb, but, like, it felt it felt like Billy Donovan making a right play call and saying, hey, I believe in you. Let's go out here. You got to be in position for this. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Like, the Chicago Bulls feel like a team that now has leadership. And with that leadership, we've seen their play skyrocket.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a fair assessment. I think when you look at the Bulls and what they – uh, how they they fight back now. Like, there's so many plays in this game, as you alluded to and pointed out, that uh, the same Bulls team two months ago would have got down on themselves. They would have started jacking up bad shots. They wouldn't have played defense. And this team just said, all right, bet. We're about to punch you back. And, you, you know, the, when the Philadelphia uh, 76ers had a four-point lead briefly in the fourth quarter, I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. It's probably going to be over with. And we locked in defensively and came punching right back out, man. And I love to see it. I love to see this team fight with the heart that they've been fighting with.
1: And I, I think the biggest thing that uh, um, I take away from this game is that there weren't as many. The Bulls forced Philly into a ton of mental lapses that we don't normally see Philly play. with. It's a fact. And and it, right, it led to turnovers. The Bulls dominating the turnover battle, won the steals battle in this game, right? Like, I mean, like, you look at what the Bulls were able to do and a game where they got out-rebounded yet again, right? Like, that was the part that I thought was actually going to put the Bulls behind. But the Bulls forced 19 turnovers tonight and had 12 steals. Yeah, You forced... Players that don't normally make a lot of mental mistakes into making a ton of mental mistakes, and you force them to have to make quick decisions. When they were whipping those passes around, trying to find the open man, Pat Bev flashing out, Io flashing out, Kobe flashing out. I gotta give Kobe White credit for his defense tonight. I'd love to see him be able to knock down a shot consistently. That, that that'd be a dream come true. But uh how he flashed on the defensive end. Um, I, I thought that right, like the Bulls made things really, really tough for Philly. Not just in, in moments in this game. Like, I felt like it was the entire game. Even when Embiid was cooking, it felt like, okay, he's cooking right now. There's nothing we can do to stop that. He's literally scored, like, 35-plus points the last 15 games. We have to make things hard on everybody else. And I felt like the Bulls did that tonight.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I love seeing Rick Ross get taken out of the game, like, <laughs> in the way that he did because Harden just could not score. He's 2-for-14 You in go, this game. You
1: going Rick Ross over Jimbo
0: Slice? I have respect for Kimbo Slice, so I'm not. No, oh, come anymore. on! You don't have
1: respect for Ross? Wait a minute now! You yeah, have, have respect for Kimbo Slice. Uh, <laughs> why is there disrespect for Ross? I feel like we need to unpack that. Yeah, yeah, we'll,
0: we'll do that on the side. That's a brother conversation <laughs> off here. We're having a conversation <laughs> off here. Um, but no, all jokes aside, like I, I love the, the play from the Chicago Bulls. Now, one of the things in this game is the defensive effort, and defense doesn't always show up on the stat sheet. So I'm going to ask you about this player specifically. Um, how did you feel about the game Patrick Williams played defensively tonight?
1: I thought Patrick Williams was key. And I thought I I love that he was actually able to be out there at the end of the game. Um i I, I feel like he guarded Maxie the best. To the point mm-hmm. where they when when they put Pat Will back in the game, I don't know if anybody noticed the action. Double screens all day. Get get him off of Maxie. Yeah. He's got to get off of Maxie. Um I thought that Patrick Williams had his up and down moments but I thought defensively he did a good job just knowing what position to be in knowing when to attack was trying to play those passing lanes um I I, I thought that that he he played pretty well in 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 this game defensively offensively it's tough because I also know right like the best of the best players. Don't play well offensively when their focus is on the defensive end, right? Like, mm-hmm. we, well, Jimmy Butler's literally probably still one of the best two way players in the NBA. When he mm-hmm. literally says, I'm going to shut you down, he usually only puts up 15 points. So I, I, I want to see more offensively from Pat still, but I like that the defense has come back. It's the thing that he was hanging his hat on his rookie yeah. year, and we saw such a step back from it most of this season. I loved what we saw from it in this game. And, the fact, I will say this. Me and you have both talked about this. His lateral movement is terrible, but yeah. Maxie did not get away from him. He used his length
0: perfectly. And that's what's going to separate Patrick Williams. When you talk about Patrick Williams and the defensive potential of him, it's once he learns how to use his body in that length, it's consistently – He's gonna be one of the most difficult people to get around in the NBA because yeah, he's not the quickest laterally. He has pretty solid straightforward back and forth speed when he's just running in the straight line. But like if when he when he uses his length to keep players from getting around him, yeah. you can see the frustration. Like literally, they're like, wait a second, but I'm faster than you. Yeah, yeah but you can't get past this, this tree trunk of an arm that I'm about to put out in front of you. Man, so did
1: you see when right like and B basically was just throwing himself into people? Did you see the foul they called on P Will? When, when Embiid tried to run through him yeah. and Embiid went that way? Yeah. Embiid not small. At all.
0: <laughs> not even a little <laughs> bit. Embiid is huge. He almost killed Kobe White tonight. And shout-out to Kobe for being able... First of all, shout-out to Kobe for even taking that charge. And then shout-out to him for being able to come back after that. Because I, I just yeah, knew that, he wasn't coming wasn't, back in the game. That wasn't a charge? Oh, yeah, true. They did call they a foul on Kobe blocking on that. file. They called yeah, a foul stupid. on Kobe. That
1: was that was terrible. That was a terrible call. Yeah. That wasn't no charge. He, like, literally just threw himself at him. You know, he's 7'2", 350 pounds, whatever he is. Uh,
0: but <laughs> list is 280, but it ain't no way, bro. Yeah, close enough. Ain't no uh,
1: way. <laughs> a lot of McDonald's. Uh, P-Will is also... Um, the one I do I do have to ask this question. Okay. Did, did, did Maxie make him touch Earth or, or did P Will just fall? I think it, he Will just fell. I, I, I couldn't tell during the call. And listen, NBC didn't go back to it. I was like, I need to see what happened. Did Maxi hey, let us know in the comments. Did Maxie make that man touch Earth or did P Will fall off his own moment? It was a combination of I don't of know if it's better. He missed the shot, so that's
0: all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. And he played great defense on their play until he fell down, too. I was like, come on,
1: man. <laughs> hey, bro, he did. Come he almost man. got the steal away from I literally was praising him. I was like, good steal. He's in position. Oh, no. He did. Da- oh, God. Oh.
0: Hey, let me ask you. Let me ask, Before we end in, in this segment, yeah. Zach Levine in that double overtime where he just uh, just got taken out of the game. Is that on in the Fool this week?
1: Where he just got taken out of the game. What you mean?
0: I mean, when his head came out of the game, when when the dude when dude bumped him and he was just looking at the refs and the dude just stole the ball, casually got up, the he the dude fell down, had enough time to get up, balance yeah. his checkbook, file his taxes with turbo, TurboTax, and then stole the ball from Zach. That Lee. might that
1: might be on Shaq. It's still a, it's tough because it's a good basketball player. That might be on Shaq, though know, because Zach just basically just stopped playing.
0: Yeah, he just stopped playing like, to look he, at the he, refs like, are you going to call? And that's one thing. He's done a, a lot less, so I don't want to act like yeah. it's, it's still happening as much as what it used to. But, like, Zach got to find a way to stop letting the refs take his head out the game, bro, because you yeah. should have just drove the ball, got the got the foul call, and then complained about it What right before you shoot your free throws, bro. Well,
1: I, I, I said, the first thing I was like was, after you got out of that, how are you not facilitating, bro? Like, that's the time yeah. for you to pass. There were three people just looking at you. Yeah. That means it was two more people over there, wide open somewhere. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. wide open, hey Demar,
0: we'll talk about that. <laughs> God, man. Uh, but hey, like we got, we got the, we got the, victory, we got the win. We, we, got we got the, the win. win. We got the win. Next up, we're gonna be talking about the coaching job Billy Donovan did today. But before we do that, we gotta talk to you guys about Fanduel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download Fanduel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can start betting on everything from the money line to the point scores and threes drain, which Hey, listen, this was a tough three-point shooting game for both teams, by the way. You probably would have wanted to bet the under on that one. But uh, FanDuel even lets you combine your Ooh. bets for a, a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Pat. Me and you on the show, we typically agree on a lot of things. We, we, or at least we, we can understand the other one's point of view, even if we don't agree. Yeah. One thing that we have typically always wound up on the opposite side of the fence on is Billy Donovan and how we evaluate him in his job coaching. But throw you the, to this one. Uh, uh, throw this one to you on the, uh, today. Okay. You're, yeah, in, my sure. brain. It's tired, bro. It's tired. It's been a long— You, you already <laughs> long know this day. week. It's been a long—, long no, It's been a day. long four days, bro. <laughs> um, but, okay, with that said, how do you feel Billy Donovan did with coaching today?
1: I thought this was one of Billy Donovan's best coaching games. Um, I, I And I saw people write— Here's the one thing that I don't like, when people just fall back on their old cliches. When, like whenever the bulls go through like ups and downs right or whenever we go down to it's just like billy can't coach again dang it and it's like this ain't a billy moment bro like i get it if, it, if we if we in that moment this mm. ain't a billy moment um that inbounds
0: play was a billy moment but we'll get
1: that, to that inbounds play i have some issues with even though you lit i i have issues with it but you opened up three wide open shots <laughs> but i don't know we'll see but uh we'll talk about that but I think for most of this game, right, I thought Billy Donovan, I'm going to be honest with you. The one thing I've always killed Billy on consistently since before he's been a Chicago Bulls head coach, I thought Billy Donovan adjusted well tonight. I thought Billy Donovan matched up lineups well for most of the night. He had a lineup out there, right, when uh, uh, the Bulls just couldn't score at all and Philly started to get some offense going. I believe he had uh, uh, P-Will, Pat Bev. Who was it? P-Will, Pat Bev. Javante Green, DJJ, and Vooch or something like that, something like that. And I was just looking, I was like, wow. He's like, hey, we can't score, so we just can't let them score because I need to let Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan breathe for a second here. And it, it, it they just matched up really well left and right. And I, I, I really, really thought that Billy Donovan did a good job tonight, um, probably all up until that last play, even though it did open up three open shots even though DeMar was just like, I'm taking it. It's mine. Hey, I what am I career from back here? 28%? Got it. <laughs> Say less. Um, <laughs> it was so weird, too, because it was like, there was five seconds left. You could have got your shot. Like, everybody was spread out.
0: <laughs> so there were, there were two situations with DeMar in this game where DeMar frustrated me. Yep. One was that play. The other one was... DeMar had a wide-open three-point shot, and I don't know if he got in his head. He put the ball on the floor, took two steps into the line, shot it, and by then somebody closed out on him, yeah. and it was a difficult shot. He missed it. But, you know, that that is what it is. He does Billy not those down, though. Typically. But, like, he's typically, been yeah. – the reason why I hold it against him in this game is because he's not hesitated on shooting wide-open threes lately, and he's been hitting them at a decent clip. So it's like I, he should have just took that three-point shot. If you missed it, you would have missed it. Okay. Nobody would have blamed you for missing – are taking a wide open three people will blame you for taking time because he stopped for a second too he thought about it then dribbled and it was like come on bro like you gotta be quicker on that um but Billy Donovan's coaching job today I loved his rotations I did like what when he brought in certain players I think there was some time there was one period of time in the third quarter I think where I he set somebody I don't remember now off the top of my head but I remember being like why are they still on the bench but other than that I loved his rotations today. The inbound play calling. Billy Donovan just can't call an inbound play to save his life. Um, See, and, I don't think it is that, though, because we've seen him call some good ones. When? Literally,
1: when? literally, the Indiana game, Indiana, the Sacramento game. The inbound play to DeMar was a good play drawn up, and the play before that was a good inbound
0: play to Zach Levine. I don't agree with you on that one. It literally turned into two wide open shots. Uh, 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 It doesn't matter. Bro, you keep you pulling out two times. Okay, I'll give you those two. A broke clock is three wide open shots. A broke clock is right two times a day. Billy Donovan, out of the 156 times that we've had inbound play calls, I guarantee you 96% of those have been bad inbound play calls. Most of the time, Billy Donovan's inbound play. This is Billy, I'll tell you what, this is Billy Donovan's inbound play. All right, DeMar DeRozan's going to come down off a double screen. He's going to get the ball. He's going to dribble it and let what happened happen. That's literally what the inbound play call is most times. And that's even when we can – now, that's not on Billy Donovan because the times that we can't get the ball inbounded, that's not on Billy Donovan because players should be able to get the ball inbounded. And, but and also
1: And also, on a couple of them plays that Debo just decided, I'm going to take this mug, even they went back after that and was like, that wasn't a play. It doesn't matter. You can draw up whatever play you want. If Debo say, I'm shooting this, mug," he literally got three wide-open shots on the same play.
0: Bro, That's they, they weren't as wide-open as you're trying to make it seem, bro. Was and, it's, and, wide open and you know, and and you know why was it's wide-open? Open? Because everybody knows he's – and that's the thing. Nobody's still moving without the ball. People are still, and uh, you can like uh, the 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 bell. You try to give throw Billy Donovan. We literally have seen the difference coaching makes, and the fact that anytime it's like, oh, well, it's the players. No, part of that is also if you even if the players aren't going off what you're running, then they don't respect you. That's still a problem on the coach. Billy Donovan has issues with coaching. I can't keep throwing somebody bell where coaching is clearly has been an issue as much as it has. We <laughs> don't use players to their strength most times, or not. We don't identify and even put we're not doing any development no Billy Donovan is part of the problem have I disagreed with you on no any I'm not that? saying that you do I'm just saying that w- but the the bell that we throw anytime that there's a, a, a problem is, oh well the players aren't running the system well guess what they don't believe in the system because nine times to- until Pat Bev got here it's been a dumb system so well, let, I, I- so, so so Pat Bev Made Billy Donovan's
1: system a smart system.
0: Pat Bev's communication. Pat That's Bev's what... communication helps the system operate. So the player doing what a point guard is supposed to do. But if you don't have a point guard, then what do you do? You change it. You you, you have to op, you have to adapt to the team that you have. You can say all day, well, hell, if I had a point, if I had Kobe Bryant, this system would work. It, you don't have it, so if you don't have it, guess what? You need to do. You need to adapt to then use the players that you have in a better space and area. When you're not doing that, you're not coaching. So who who did he who did he put in the system
1: that probably is your next best passer on the team?
0: When today in this game? No, he's in general, general this season. He has well, the best next best pass on the team is Vooch. And we very rarely use Vooch consistently in the in the in the way that Vooch is effective. Yeah, but Vooch can't bring
1: the ball up and be the point guard. I'm talking about at your point guard position. You put Zach Levine in that opportunity. Zach Levine just made a lot I'm- of low IQ
0: passes. It's not always that low IQ pass. And then even then, he uses DeMar in that situation. We're not saying DeMar's a low key. We know DeMar can absolutely operate as a point forward.
1: Yeah, but the problem is if I put DeMar's the ball in DeMar's hand and he start bringing it up, what's DeMar going to do? Well, again, but that still goes to coaching. Because like that's what he did. It's,
0: it's for, a though, coaching, had, for, for a strong coach, for a strong... conversation it, it, all it's year. Not, But it's not, bro. Dwayne Casey got better out of DeMar DeRozan than what Billy Donovan has consistently as far as operating as a as a facilitator. You can't keep throwing coach bells because the players don't respect him. No, they, they're I'm not calling you out on what you've
1: said this season. When DeMar DeRozan was off the court, you said Zach Levine runs this team better than DeMar. Okay. We're not talking that means about that. that you. That means that you put your best player that runs the system better than that person. No, see that, that you're see talking that's about. This. You're, you're
0: you're you're trying. are not. You're, you're mixing up the words because in that situation you're still running a system that's not suited to Zach Levine's so, skill set. You are so, literally you are literally taking a point guard of Lonzo Ball out and then saying Zach, we need you to facilitate like Lonzo. That's not adapting your system to the skill set of your player. That's a complete different thing. Yes, you're putting the ball in Zach Levine's. 10, but you're not creating an offense that's conducive to how he operates. You're not so doing it.
1: So, so here's the thing. So Pat Bev
0: fixed it. Pat Bev. Pat Bev is a top ten point guard in the NBA. He's not a top ten. It. He has the basketball he IQ. Fixed. He gets the respect, and he and he communicates. We, we we you can't underrate how important communication is on the team. We had nobody who was communicating in the way that Pat Bev did, and he believes in Billy Donovan's system. He may be suited better to run the the cookie cutter system Billy Donovan runs that doesn't make him a top 10 point guard there are system players in the NBA for a reason and it may just be that Billy that Patrick Beverly is the ultimate system player and he can adapt to any system in the NBA that does not mean the system is a great system so.
1: <laughs> So a not top 10 point guard showed up and all of a sudden it just started working. That's if, you, good, that's if he's, a, if he's suited to the system, absolutely. <laughs> if, he's a, if,
0: he, if it's a system suited to his skill set, right. absolutely. All right. <laughs> I mean, okay. If that's your debate, all right, you got it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. It's working. We're seeing it work. You can say it's a debate, I, I but we're know, seeing it I work. I know
1: it's it work. but my point with all of this is that we're seeing Patrick Beverly, literally just the guy that says, you're a shooting guard. You're the three. This
0: oversimplification. Four. Every- Everybody That's an oversimplification. Get- it's not just a simple saying. You're a two. You're a three. You're. It's it's saying. What's All right. The first thing this is- he said when he got to Chicago. That, that, that everybody that says Vingos everything. We're not talking toward. about what people no, no, say. No, no, Anybody no. can fix what their it, mouth what's to the say first anything. Thing it doesn't Patrick matter. Beverly we're talking about what happens got- on the court. The Pat. we we're talking about Patrick what happens Beverly on the court. When we're- he got to Stop, Chicago, get, get off of that. We're not talking about what nobody says. Billy Donovan has said a lot over the last two years that don't matter. But but it's not that. But what is getting the production? It's getting the production because the system is suited to his skill set and on top of that he's not. it's not just saying you're a point guard, you're a shooting guard it's saying hey this is what I need you to do and also let's be clear here Patrick Beverly also tells players where to go to set up screens if you see he's always communicating that could just be the smart and intelligence of a player that's not making the system work he's making the best of what he has let's not act like the, if, if the system was amazing guess what then the system would be effective regardless the system is is only works when you have certain players out there because it's not a good system and he's not adapting the system to who he has. It's just period. He's not adapting the system. You can say it's just
1: period, but literally we're seeing Patrick Beverly come in and say, hey, this is where y'all need to be. This is what y'all need to do. That's all it is. If somebody all, literally, not it it's is. somebody, what what's what that? All it is. Again, what's it's changed? communication.
0: What changed. Commu- I have said you this. nothing all year. I have said communi- nothing to the team all year. It's he did, communication. It's, he didn't, on, are you going to listen or are you going to talk? You're because talking it's communication. Every time I try to talk, he's talking about me. Shit. You're not saying anything. Bro, you're just bro, talking. Bro, no. Because, see, that's what you're doing. No, I'm you sitting there it. trying to explain it to you. It's different when you sit there and listen, say listen, you have a player, you have a ahead. point guard who comes in and says, and 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 can say, Hey, this is what I need you to do. It's not just the system. Let's be clear here. He's also an intelligent basketball player. So when he's reading what the defense is trying to do, it's saying, it's not just saying, Hey, this is the play that Billy Donovan called. It's saying, hey, this is the play that we're supposed to run. But by the way. They're about to hedge over here. Watch your back. I need you to run. I need you to curl over here. That's an adaptation to the system. It, mm-hmm. d- let's not act like Billy Donovan has all these wrinkles to his system to where every different thing that a team's calling out there, all of a sudden now we're adapting to. No, it's because of the intelligence level of Patrick Beverly reading the other team's defense as well. Mm-hmm. So why did I didn't work with the Lakers? What do you mean why I didn't work with the Lakers? They were in a completely different system. It's a completely different setup there. That's a different team. Why I ain't work and, and with? Bev why did they saying, work with Minnesota? It did work with Minnesota. Did you see the difference that they started playing when Minnesota got there? Pat Bev has affected winning everywhere that he's gone. Oh, everywhere okay. that he's gone. Okay. I, I,
1: my my point here is that Patrick Beverly came in and ran the system.
0: He's not you, just, you, he's you not can just yell, running the system. You can yell all you
1: want about it. That's fine. He's come and you, and you, in and, can, and he's and you, running the not,
0: system. It's not just running the system. If I so, have to question then how you are reading basketball. It's not just running the system. Basketball isn't just, run, oh, we're, we're not going to do anything different than what the system is. Patrick Beverly is also a smart it's, basketball it's player. It's about player doing things also different. It. It's about putting people in the
1: position that they were meant to play in that You're role. right. And that's Patrick Beverly helping do that, not Billy Donovan's system. So, 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 Zach Levine is not running nothing a part of Billy Donovan's system. He just, he just exists
0: in it. No, it, again, you're, you no, it's not, see, it's not. No, because see, no, that's what you're, you, what you gonna you're saying you you're going to let me answer? No, because, because again, what you're, no, because, what you're, you're, that. It's it's not, because you're, what you're. Hey, because what you Come on, you've been watching basketball hey, way too long hey, to try to make it seem hey, like basketball. is hey, simpler It's simple as, it's you're going I didn't let you talk. you me a question, I'm answering your question. I didn't let you talk. I you ask me you a question, talk. I'm answering your question. I've let you
1: talk. And that's fine. And I'm going to answer let the let you question.
0: Talk. You can chill. So now, again. No, bro, come on, when, when, Are, we, are we, when, a, right, we Now we just arguing. Right, right, I'm not here
1: to argue. I'm not here to argue. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Next topic. Let's go. I'm not here to argue. You done? Argue. You're done? No because, no, because you just want to argue and, and yell over me. I'm not here to argue about it. Because you're not. I'm trying saying to have a conversation. you actually said no, but something, see, I was, I'm thing. answering the it's question the that you asked. You just you just sitting here talking about. It. You're not saying nothing. You're not
0: saying. Nothing. I can't get a word out, bro. You got you got you asked the question. Then when I started answering the question, you know you 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 crapped the bed on that question and you try to double down on it. I you you Go said ahead. hey, are they doing this? The moment I started answering, you Go moved ahead. on. That no, Go was good. So moving Go on. Ahead. The Bulls Hit hold a two. Topic. The The Bulls own a two and a half game lead currently over the Pacers in a two game lead. Over the Washington Wizards, how do you feel the season ends?
1: I don't know. <laughs> uh, nah, uh, I mean, listen, they got to keep going. They got to, It's it's one game at a time, one win at a time. That's all it is, you know. The, t- tonight, great, good job. Mm-hmm. They could come out They could come out on the next side and absolutely, Joel and B could be like, "Hey, y'all finally beat me, and I'm gonna put sixty on your head." You know what I mean? So to me, right, like. I I think that, yeah, good job tonight. You got to keep going. You got to win one more. 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 All the way to the end of the season. You can't worry about next play. Can't worry about the, the, or I'm sorry, you can't worry about the next game. And I feel like that's what the Bulls have done Uh uh, uh the entire season. You know what I mean? Uh, the Bulls have been like, oh, we got Philly coming up, so we got to get through Indiana first. It ain't, it, you, you too far in the season for that. Get to the next play, get to the next play, get to the next play. That's all this team has, has been. That's that's why, you know, I, I feel like even what we saw from Pat Bev in this game was a very calming moment. He get, he gets everybody together in the overtime. Hey, listen, we got to come out here. We got to fight. We got to do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's how you just get to that next, okay, we in overtime now. All right, now we, you right, like, you, you have to adjust your mindset for the moment that you're in. I think the Bulls are finally doing that. So just keep doing that.
0: I think... I want to have the faith that the Bulls now, that they have this little bit of cushion. But the Bulls, what how many times have we seen the Bulls this season go on a three-game winning streak followed by a four-game winning streak, right? And that may be pessimistic of me, just yeah. being honest. But it's like, what, what, what did we say earlier? Like, we said this like a month ago. you got to show me. And that's where we are right now with this Bulls team. And it sucks, yeah. but... You know, this three-game winning streak has been great. I'm glad that we got the win over a game in a playoff atmosphere. Matter of fact, the last few games that we've played have all very much felt like playoff atmospheres games, and the Bulls have played very well in that time. I think the biggest thing that I have is, like, can you keep doing it, right? Can you keep doing it? And then if you do, right, if the Bulls do lose the next game against Philly, how do you then respond? Do you then go on another three-game losing streak to then – Completely cancel out the three games you just won. You're going to lose, and I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that. But I just hope that this team comes back better after losses than what they have. And I mean, we can at least say point to it now. They lost one game in this, and then they went on a three-game losing streak after winning what two games before that. So maybe it is starting to they facing adversity a little bit better at least.
1: I, I think I think the the big thing at the end of it is um, just finally winning games that we expected them to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Finally winning games that you expected them to win. Like the 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 game versus Minnesota is a game we were supposed to win. They lost to everyone. It went to double overtime. We were supposed to win that game. We were looking around like, is that Ish Schmidt? What the heck is Ish Schmidt doing on this team? How's he just keep getting around to other teams? You know what I mean? Um, and, and I think that even getting to the Even getting kind of into that Miami game, right? Like once we got a lead on Miami, I was like, okay, we're supposed to win this game now because they can't score. Then Tyler Hero start hitting all them shots and and they got a little nervous. So I I don't know, man. I I just look at – to me, I look at where this Bulls team is finally at and I say – I don't know if I'm as worried about us losing to some of those subpar teams because of that impact that Pat Bibb has made on this team. It almost feels like he's like, no, nah, bro, like th- that moment there, that's not gonna happen. That I, I watched him happen. That moment there, that's not gonna happen no more. So I I really, I really like uh uh um where the Bulls mindset is at in this, in this uh, in this end of season run, I guess. And I told y'all, right? Like if the Bulls go 18 and five, hey, now we got something to talk about. But uh we, we already I mean, lost we, four of those five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, still, we still have to have, like, an 80% winning, winning record. Like, it's just, the, the bull, and like I said, I don't want to end it to sound pessimistic. We're coming off a win, and it was a great win. Coming we're coming off, a, off a bunch of a bunch of really good wins, but, Why you know. Why we have our just, biggest debate on, like? <laughs> on a win, right? On a win. <laughs> and an impactful win. <laughs> but uh, they just got to keep it going, man. I mean, really, when you look at it, and the thing is, they own their own destiny. They just have to win. And I know that sounds like an oversimplification, but, you know, right now we face Philly again. We got Portland and L.A. to end the week. But then we got the Clippers. We got L.A. again. We got Charlotte. Man, we should we should be able to get a dub there. Memphis, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Dallas, Detroit, all to end the season. It doesn't get, like, it's... it's it don't
1: get easier. It's a yeah, war. It you got easy. a war going on here the rest of the season. I mean, yeah. you you have to... I mean, look, what are we right now? We're 34 and 37. We we got, you know, we're, we're kind of starting to move this thing back in the right direction. The wild part is, right, you got to have a conversation of, say the Bulls do go on this run. Mm-hmm. What the heck did we just see? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, say the Bulls do go on this run. 30, a 37-loss season, or say 38. A 38-loss 38 season ain't a bad season.
0: What the heck <laughs> did we just see? If they if they make it out this season with only losing thirty eight games, if they only lose <laughs> one game left on the end of the season. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just I'm just saying
1: based on the scenario, right? We can when we came into this. We said if the Bulls go eighteen and five, that would be the thing that will make us be like, oh my god, this Bulls team. Like it's it's literally just gonna be like, what the
0: heck did we just see? Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> and then look to do all that watch them win out like most of these games and then boom they lose the first game of the playing and then they out like that's that's some stuff how this season will go right like yeah come on. Hey, we, we play like
1: who who we play atlanta atlanta with cookers game winner <laughs> uh aj griffin up and under lay to win the game and we get beaten you know what i mean it's, yeah I, I i can't take it no more i don't know man hey man we appreciate y'all for tuning in to show and love First off, everybody in the comments acted like we hate each other. Now, like, it's love, bro. like this, this is the debate. Like, debate. The like bro, right, what like, you talking wait. about? <laughs> hey, uh, I would kill you after this. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but appreciate you guys for showing love. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Y'all stay safe out, everybody.
0: And you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls and making us your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, this has been Locked On Bulls. We out this mug. Peace, you Peace,
1: y'all. <laughs> By the way, we won this.